Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. So I guess it was like a whole music foundation, so like they have kids that will like come in. These are probably like sick kids. <laughs> you can be sick and still suck at singing. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. Like here's the thing. I would never I would never change it in a filter, ever. You, you have, you to, have to, to or else air did. conditioning units will seize up. Damn. Well, <laughs> you have to buy a whole new unit. It's fine. Yeah. Everything I do in my life is something I don't want to do. Like everything that we do. <laughs> the Dave and Mahoney show. I feel like I'm casually epileptic. They very randomly had laser beams. And one pinged me in my eyeball perfect, and I passed out like a fainting goat. <laughs> you sure it wasn't the drugs? I was only casually smoking pot. Okay, Dave, Dave and Mahoney. Give it a thought. See you later, bye. That's how I sound whenever I'm trying to get off the phone with my parents. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, we've always said that you are the world's most paranoid man. Mm-hmm. And you don't like doing things like posting pictures when you're on vacation. I because don't. almost certainly somebody's going to break in and rob your house. They may, but if they come in there, they, they dying. You also, <laughs> you got the booby traps. I got up? ninjas. Okay. I got ninjas. When I'm out of town. You don't know. You don't see them. You, we don't see them because they're ninjas. Yeah. They're good at their job, Dave. They're house-sitting ninjas. Yeah. You know, they're badass. They're hiding. It, they're if, hiding. They, if they were just out walking around, you saw them everywhere, they wouldn't be very good ninjas, now would they? Uh, but you also have a fear of letting people valet park your car. I don't like other people driving my car. I, You know, first off, you mess with the settings. And even when you hit the, like, back to your normal settings, if you've got that little button on your car that, like, you know, puts everything back, it never goes exactly back to the same spot. Yeah. It's never exactly. It's never right. It's it never. takes months to figure it yep, back out. It does. Uh, so an Alabama man is upset after he says that an airport valet took his brand new Corvette on a joyride. So maybe yeah. your fears are founded. This is like straight out of Ferris Bueller's day off. This guy dropped off the 2023 blue Chevrolet Camaro at the valet. And he oh, said. Oh, wait, a Camaro, not yeah. a Corvette? Uh, excuse me, a Corvette. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I'm like. I'm like, no, it was a blue, blue okay. Corvette. Okay. Uh, he said when he picked up his car after his trip, he saw that it had been driven four miles while he was gone. He checked the onboard video that records every trip, and the video caught the valet laughing as he took the car for a lap around the airport not long after Tim had handed off the keys. So this guy gets recorded laughing and cackling as he's, as he's joyriding the whip. I mean, was it a was it like the ZR1 at least? It didn't say it was a ZR1, but I mean, I guess the the video shows that the valet hit 6000 RPMs more than once and he said that's a problem because the engine has less than 300 miles on it and blah blah, blah so like brand new oh, car. You're get like, out of here. On. You're overreacting. I but mean, this boomer. Okay, boomer. The manager did fire the valet who uh, t- took the car for a drive up, which I mean kind of makes sense. I mean, like, yeah. You can't be doing but, that, but man, come on, man. Yeah. Let's have a little fun. Uh, some good news today. They have busted a multi-state wedding crasher. So a woman <laughs> in Mississippi is accused of crashing numerous weddings. Her name is Sandra Lynn Henson, was arrested at a wedding event over the weekend for larceny, trespassing, and disturbing the peace. So they say it's not the first time that she has found herself in trouble with the law regarding weddings. She's been arrested in Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi for crashing weddings. So, so just like, rolling up, she just loves an open bar, or is she there, like, stealing? Stealing. So she'll, she'll, be, she'll be going, she'll be stealing money and cards from the gift pile. She'll be going oh, to hell people's no. purses. I, do, I wouldn't mind, you know, here's the thing. I love watching, like, a, a bridemaid beat down. Yeah. Like, they see somebody, like, re- the real one bridesmaids. Oh, yeah. They yeah. see you stealing, and they're like, who's this bitch? They're like, I'm wearing a dress, but I'm going to whoop your That's ass. That's right. And yeah. then they just beat her ass. I'm yeah. here for it. 
Yeah, but the, they finally busted her after, like I said, this is the, uh, the oh, fourth time. Oh, it sounds like she's, she's been, been busted a bunch. Yeah. Like, keep her in prison. No kidding. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Mahoney, Chris, I have a theory that there is two types of people and only two types of people in this world. And they are separated by the people that want to stay with other people when they travel out of town and those that do not. I am not here... I am not one of the people who ever want to stay with anybody. Like, my best friends get mad at me when I don't stay with them when I'm visiting my hometown. So we went up to Seattle uh, this past week, and, you know, the kids are on fall break and all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't know the backstory of me, I've got four little kids. You know, they're seven, almost five, three, and one. So they're all still very young. But you're still talking about four little kids. That's a lot of kids, Dave. And my wife was up in Seattle a few days before me because she went up there so that way they could kind of enjoy the entire week. And she was staying at her mom's place. Now, her mom's place is a one-bedroom condo right in downtown Seattle by, like, where the Seahawks play. I mean, that's a great area to be in. It's a great area to be in if you're one person living in that condo. Which she is. You add six additional people to that condo that also has, by the way, one bathroom. And, man, it was too much for me. How did you I, get talked into this to begin with? This seems so unlike anything that you would normally agree to. Because wait, you get talked into it or you just get told? Uh, it's a bit of, it wasn't really a point of discussion. And <laughs> the, the reason why it wasn't a point of discussion is because she was up there several days before me. And so... If I'd come up there and then we'd gotten, let's call it an Airbnb somewhere nearby, our mm-hmm. own little space, that would have required breaking down all like the pack and plays. That's a process. But why didn't kids. you suggest that to your wife when she went up there in advance? Because she so. wanted to stay with her mom. She has a great relationship with her mom. Yeah. Loves her. Uh, I get that. I love my mom. You love your mom. Love my mom dearly. Have not stayed at my parents' house since the day I moved out when I went to college at 17 years That old. is crazy, though. That is a little Never crazy. Never once. That's is that? A little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, like, even, like, when you were, like, 22 or something, like, you would go back home or something. Like, I, that's, I mean, yeah. I, but you have so many. Like, I'm an only child, and you have, you know, there's six total of your siblings. Yeah, so there was so a little different. Still kids yeah. there. There wasn't, like, extra space yeah. ever. Like, know? my bedroom's yeah. still there. Your was bedroom's the... probably set up exactly like <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah, it was, like, pristine. <laughs> Meanwhile, the moment that I walked out the door, my place just got ransacked, you know? They're throwing my stuff out the into the front lawn. Um, but, yeah, man, it was... it was. How many days were you there for? So there's six. So there's six, just you, plus your mother-in-law. So there's seven people. a dog. And, plus the dog. So there's... Seven people and a dog in the condo. And then also, uh, there would be people that would come over. So, you know, like my wife's brother and his wife and their uh-huh. new baby and then her other brother and then her half-sister. And it was, you know, at one point, there's like 15-plus people in this condo to, like, watch the football game. Wait a minute. So so what's the layout of this condo? Like, what's is there a sectional that seats 15 people? Like No, what? no, just kind of everybody just standing, standing and milling and around. The and then, what was the sleeping arrangements? Well, so the sleeping, there's there's a room up front and that's where the boy slept and then the wife and I were in the bedroom and then the mother-in-law was in the living room where there's a pullout and the girls slept there with her. So it's just, it's, point is, it's too much, man. It's just too much. Did you bring sleeping bags? We did, did not, <laughs> didn't have to bring sleeping bags, but again, there's, there's a couple of packet plays that live at her house. I now. did. So, I mean, I, that, that kind of jogs some memories. You know, I remember times when I would go over to like a friend's house or whatever, and you know, you had the sleeping bag. That was kind of fun as a kid. I mean, as an adult, I mean, that sounds 
horrible. That's what but- I mean, man. Like, I just, I don't know what it is. Like, I just need my own space. And I hate the fact that well, there's it's not even your own space. It's your own, your whole family's space. It's yeah. space for six people. Uh, uh, I mean, I can't believe your, first off, your mother-in-law agreed to this. She likes it. That's crazy. I know. Um, so That's let me ask you this, Dave. Uh, so did your, like, did, does your wife want to do this again? Because obviously, you know, this is a pretty much an annual trip. At one point during the year, you always make the trip up to Seattle yeah. to see her at some point. Yeah, now my so, wife's making comments about, you know, like, wasn't this a great trip? And I'm kind of like, yeah. Oh, so she was. She had no qualms about the arrangements. I don't think she had a lot of problems with it. Because like, I was hoping this was going to be one of the things where she came to you and you had that kind of like, you didn't even have to say anything. We're just like, yeah, yeah, no. She does. She's oblivious. Has no idea how much I hated it. Oh, well. Unless she's listening right now. <laughs> This is Dave and Mahoney. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, here's a good one. You were talking about uh, transplants like kidney and all that, and something was said about uh, pig kidneys. Uh, what a vegan... Except the uh, kidney from a pig. Message deleted. I mean, if they needed one, I imagine. <laughs> and if they don't, that's on them. Who cares? Yeah. Like, like if you want to die because of your principles, and then that's on you, man. Like, hey, you're a be- you got you're better than me because guess what? My principles, <laughs> they are for sale. You're not better than me, <laughs> and I'm still alive. Yep, <laughs> and I got cash because <laughs> I sold them. <laughs> I sold one of my kidneys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the first person to ever put themselves in an ice bath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, man, I just need a little extra scratch to head to the casino this weekend. <laughs> you know, when we do get 3D organ printing abilities, like, because that's like, you know, future tech that's, you know, being developed now and maybe in, you know, your children's lifetime. Yeah. Or maybe at the end of our lifetime, we'll, we'll see it. That's a hope. Um, you know we're not going to be like doing hearts and kidneys and eyes. It's just like eighty percent wieners. It's right? all dongs. Yeah, just just, just straight. <laughs> it's that's all it is. They're like, yeah, yeah we, we'll, we'll get to your heart in a little while, sir. We just we've got a, a whole conveyor belt full of dongs. We got to roll out first. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're all just standing outside of the door with our little baggie, just waiting. <laughs> and then we're going to be, you know, then here, then we're going to be like, no, man, that's this is all this is natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a, enhanced a, at all. Not, not even a little no. bit. Please leave a message after the tone. Yeah, you guys up wanting people to call in and start cussing at you, and so you can just you know have something to do and do it out. I think that's a bunch of crap, bro. But if you want it, I guess that's what you're gonna get. You're gonna have a lot of lunatic calling in and just your ass on the air, and you guys will be leaving out. What the bro? What hey? Love your show, man. And uh, another thing, picture. Message deleted. I don't know what that end part was, but I, I like that guy. He's put, he's putting Chris to work. We we challenge people to call into the voicemail. Oh and- my god, that was so much work. <laughs> I had to take half of it out too. How, how so, long did that take you to to be honest? I mean, like maybe five minutes. So yesterday, Dave had mentioned, you know, like, hey, like all that I really do with these voicemails is censor people's cuss words. So he was like, hey, like give Chris a hard time. We had like. 20 messages of just idiots that were just calling to say <laughs> F you. No, man. Those are, those are heroes. Those That's are right. patriots. No, he Putting was creative. Work. Most people I are love just that like, guy. F you. I want to hire that guy to, like, go off on people I don't like. Yeah. like that should be a service. It should be. It really should. Yeah. Like, just to call, like, companies you don't like. Like, so we don't have to, Karen, but, like, 
that guy who sounds uh, AI Karen. Like, like um, that guy. That guy sounds scary. He yeah, does. Yeah. Like he like he would beat your ass. Like I, nobody's nobody's afraid of my voice. Like I call and they're like, all right, all right, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> if you had a battalion of Karens, just imagine how powerful that would be. Anything you didn't like, they could just call them and eviscerate. Just ask for the manager and then ask for corporate and just keep just hounding and hounding and hounding them. We need to take this. over the world that we way. Mm. Please leave a message after the tone. I've got some weak old Chinese food. Is this okay to eat it? Uh, yeah, screw it. I'm just going to eat it. By the time you hear this, I might be dead. So uh, in that case, just uh, play this message at my funeral. Message deleted. Dude, you and my wife are kindred spirits. My wife will eat anything that is damn near, exp- or well past the, like, expired date. She's like, she gives no dams. Your like, wife is the most healthy person that we know, and she's she over doesn't, here. She doesn't believe in expiration dates. Doesn't believe in them no. like it's Jesus? It's, like, what are you talking about? No, nah, man. It's the, she she gives it the smell test, and if it smells fine, she, she goes for it. That's I why mean, she's with you then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't pass the smell test. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. The strangest, strangest, strangest dumbest, dumbest, and funniest audio from the depths of the World Wide Web. This, 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 this is the Internet is Undefeated. On Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, much of our lives as broadcasters, we have been sharing music with people, and that's been a big part of what we do. Mm -hmm. And I love to see the younger generation getting into some of the greatest rock bands of all time. I mean, interesting to me when you hear them theorizing how some of these bands started. One of my favorite trends on TikTok and Instagram and the internets in general is just how silly some of these like sketches are when it comes to how a song was made or what they were doing in the booth the day they came up with this particular song. In this case, uh, it was a uh, young man theorizing how ACDC came to be. Our band should be called ACDC. Which one of us should be the singer? I don't know, guys. You could be any one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Hang on, I got Six seconds. So stupid. So funny. That I kicks off. The internet is undefeated today. Uh, there's been an arrest, obviously, in the uh, in the Tupac case in Las Vegas. And, you know, that murder happened all the way back in 1996, which is pretty wild. And there's been people talking to the younger generation, Gen Z, about the Tupac murder. And obviously, they have no idea what's going on. Ask, ask your question again. What's Tupac's murder? <laughs> what is it? What is it? Tupac's murder? No, no, no. What did you guys say? I must have overheard. Oh, I misheard. <laughs> Someone was arrested. Talking yeah. about murder. For Tupac's murder. What is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Neither of you? <laughs> really? Seriously? Why are you watching murder? You don't know who Tupac is? The same? <laughs> I mean, uh, to be fair, it's been 27 years. Yeah, we're talking about 30 years, and they're, like, 16. Children, yeah. I mean, think about this. Like, when you were 16, did you know about bands or artists that were alive or died 20 years before you were born? I mean, unless it was John Lennon, no. But even then, even I didn't then, really yeah. learn that much about it until, like, later on in life. So who doesn't love a good polka tune, especially when it is covering Aerosmith Walk This Way from Cover Your Ears, This Beauty, 238,000 views. Now there's a backseat lover that's always undercover, and I talked to my daddy, said, said you ain't seen nothing till you're down on a muffin, and there's sure to be a change of way. 
I took a big chance at the high school dance with the lady who was ready to play. It wasn't me she was fooling, but she knew what she was doing when she told me how to walk this way. Schoolgirl sleazy with the classic kind of sassy little skirt thing and way up her knee. Then my next door neighbor had a daughter at a favor and I gave the girl a little kiss like this. If you want to check out that YouTube page, it's called There I Ruined It, and they've so got good. a lot of really, really interesting takes. Their AI, uh, their ability to use AI to create songs is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's really, we are in a world now where you can, you know, there's, you know, Throughout the last 50 years, there have been artists who have passed. Uh, you know, you think about, like, John Lennon or Elvis or Kurt Cobain. You think about them, and then you hear songs that are were unreleased that come out 20 years after because they found some recordings that were never published or whatever it may yeah. be. But the fact that you can just emulate their style and make them do whatever you want their now. Their voice, their cadence, everything pretty creepy like i thought that was a legitimate polka band at first so that made me excited yeah because i love me some polka bands mm -hmm. Who uh, doesn't? the little shorts and the suspenders yeah so it, it, that is a look but when i found out that was a i blew my mind so this next one is a hillbilly named steve he uh he got drunk and he decided he was gonna steal one of those skyjack things and the audio from law enforcement trying to stop this guy is pretty awesome what's your name steve well, steve i can't have you driving up and down the street in the skyjack I, you're sitting on beer. That's for after. I'm not drinking it now. What about that beer there I saw you drinking coming out of the driveway? Oh, man. I'm finishing that one was from earlier. Steve, I, I can't have you driving down the road in a skyjack drinking beer. Why don't, you, why don't you come on down and talk to me here for me? Let's figure this out. Oh, man, I gotta get back to work. Nah, just come on down. We'll get this figured out and we'll oh, get you back man. to work. No. Steve, come on down. Steve? Come on so down. Come get me. How about that? I tell you what, Steve, we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. Come on up. The hard way on the way to jail, we're going to stop by the hospital. Oh, maybe I'll come down. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll come Maybe I won't. Steve? 97. Come get me. I feel like that's every conversation that I have with my toddler. Like, get down here right now. And he's like, nope, I ain't doing it. My wife <laughs> wants a scissor lift so badly. <laughs> really? For her school. Like, I'm like, you can't see this. You can't have it. It's going to get stolen. Some drunk guy is going to do this. You're going to be held liable. This is just this. It, no good is going to come from you having a scissor lift. And last but not least, in the internet is undefeated, there is a little kid who wrote a story about why his dad is his hero. My cousin, her son, wrote this for who his hero is. I'm going to read it to you, okay? He said, my daddy is a hero. My daddy is a hero because he saved my mom from going to heaven. My mom would be dead if my daddy wouldn't be so brave. It happened last week. I could hear my mom scream in the bedroom. I was so scared. I didn't want my mom to die. I ran into my parents' bedroom. Her legs were sticking straight up in the air. Oh. God tried to pull her up, but Daddy was on her and pushed her back down. He pushed her so many times until God let her go. Oh, my gosh. This is my cousin's son. Oh, my. That man is a hero. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, have you ever been with somebody who has done the old dine and dash? 
Uh, yeah, and man, what a dick move that is. I mean, not like recently, but when you were teenagers, you were like, you saw, I, I knew people who would do it, and we were just like, man, what are you doing? You know what's crazy is that, you know, I've worked in restaurants for years and waited tables, and the vast majority of the restaurants, if you had a dine and dash in your section, you had to pay for it. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy and criminal and in a lot of ways the law, seems, but yeah. these managers... You know, especially back then when there was really no oversight and no... There's no social media. You yeah, couldn't put it out there or yeah, whatever. It was just my word against yours. Yeah. No repercussions. It's like, that. yep, that's gonna that's coming out of your pocket. The good old days, I call them. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's, there's one guy who apparently has never heard of a Dine and Dash, and maybe he just needs to learn it because uh, this man has gone into numerous restaurants over the years. This is over in Spain. 20 different Spanish restaurants. And to avoid paying the bill, has faked a heart attack at least 20 times in Spanish restaurants. That's one way to do it. So a picture has been sent out of the man showing him slumped over in a chair as the restaurant uh, has been warning of his antics. And I guess this has been going on for so long that basically every restaurant is privy to it. Uh But he has feigned heart attacks in this way at every restaurant that he went to, the majority of which were in the same area. So he's just going in, he's eating his meal. And then he's faking a heart attack? Like, doesn't that seem a little extra? Like, don't they have to call an ambulance and then take him to the hospital? This seems like a, a whole big old rigmarole for just a meal. Right. Like, how good is the meal where you're like, I'm going to go in and fake a heart attack, and there's all going to be all these people trying to help me? Like, what if somebody starts doing CPR? Yeah, you break you know? a rib. So one restaurant owner said the man ordered several glasses of whiskey before he pretended to have an episode saying it was, quote, very theatrical. He pretended to faint and slump down to the floor. The man got busted for doing this because the restaurateur started to catch on to it, and they called the cops. Well, he actually got arrested. He spent 42 days in jail because he refused to pay the fines that came with doing this. Good, man. This guy is a jerk, and that's well-deserved. When my friends were door dashing or uh, dining and dashing, Dave, I wasn't with them, but I— were four of my friends. They went to a Denny's. Uh, not a Denny's. And it was in St. Anne, Missouri on Woodson Road. and or Excuse me, on the St. Charles Rock Road. Mm-hmm. And this Denny's so happened to be located 40 yards from a police station. So it was loaded with cops? So I don't know why they chose to do it, but they were caught immediately when they tried to dine and dash at the Denny's next to the police station. Because cops love Denny's. Yes, and literally in the parking lot. They didn't even have to get into a car. They just walked outside. (laughs) You idiots. Maybe they should have faked a heart attack. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. You know the songs, but can you name them when they sound this bad? 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 It's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. Rick is joining us today for a round of Cover Your Ears. How are you today, Rick? Good. How are you guys? Doing excellent. Thank you for asking. we got 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. These are all massively popular songs, but they're covered by people, and some of them are fairly popular. We have one today. It's got 63,000 views, another one at 25,000 views. And the first one here has got 6,800 views, so pretty popular. And it's from one of our favorite artists, Mahoney, Airsoft Fatty. It's been a while since we've heard from him. You know, he's one of the true YouTube OG gangsters, and uh, I'm curious to see what his uh, rendition of this is. All right, 30 seconds on the clock, Rick. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. Good luck. Here we go on number one. Blue skies as if they fly to rain. 
need to look into those eyes and see amounts of pain. Her head reminds me of a warm, safe place where as a child I'd hide. I'd pray for the thunder and the rain to quietly pass me by. And we'll stop it right there. Do you know it, Rick? Yeah, I yeah, I think so. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is it Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses? It sure is, Rick. Well done. You that were on the board. better than I expected from Airsoft Fatty. Yeah, he actually kind of had a little bit of that, <laughs> like, rasp. soul rasp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Not bad, not bad. All right, so we're going to continue here with another popular one. This one is a sax cover. It's from Mex Sax. Hmm. 25,000 views. Here we go. I love that. There I thought needs that was to great. be more sax in music these days. And man. just in the world in general. Like, if that guy, if I saw that guy as a busker, like he was out playing somewhere, I'm reaching into my pocket and pulling out yeah, a 20. Like, that is just so good. At a, sa- a random sax? I know. All right, Rick, do you know it? Are you guys saying sax? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, random either one of those is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. All right cool. So I know it's Pink Floyd. Mm hmm. Uh, I might need help with a half. Just guess any Pink Floyd song, and you're probably going to be right. Um, so, Comfortably Numb? <laughs> ah, except for that one. <laughs> it's Wish You Were Here, Wish You Were Here. But you get a, you get a half uh, point, and we'll, we'll save Mahoney as a lifeline. You're, you're, you're doing all right. You're, you're, doing, you're all right. doing great. Uh, I feel like you got a good grasp uh, on this game. All right, the next, next one here is uh, from the Hawkbirds. 2,700 views on this one. There, that's a pretty tough one, man. Yeah, uh, I'm not yeah, gonna be any help here. I'm ashamed to say, I'm gonna need some help. On that uh, Rick, I'm not gonna be able to help you on that one. I, uh, I, I don't know. You just don't know. I don't. And Rick, nothing. Nothing. So yeah, that's tough. I mean, that's that's tough. The the quality of that was pretty rough. It's Summer in the right. City by the Love and Spoonful. What? Yeah. Being sang uh, by a child too. Yeah, that so, was, of course. Yeah. It's all right. We're, we're still we're still alive here. Uh, here we go on to the next one, and this is the most popular one. Sixty three thousand views on this one. Good luck. Stop it right there. Didn't I'm a hate fan. it. Didn't I'm hate a fan it. of that. <laughs> Did not that hate guy it. sounds like Chris. 
He sounds like what? I thought, like, like Chris, like is that me? you? Like yeah. me? It sounds like our producer, you Chris? You don't think that sounded like Chris? Like if Chris was singing? Wait, huh. do I ever sound like this? <laughs> right there. Yeah, there you go. You're right. <laughs> sounded like ACDC. Yeah, a little like. bit, yeah. All right, Rick, do you know it? Uh, um, I'm not sure I know the name of the song. It's the Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, ah, um, ah. Is that ah. enough for the win? No. <laughs> oh, staying alive. There, there we go, go, brother. There we go. Yeah. Full point. We knew you would get it, Rick. On to the last one here. Mahoney's still available as a lifeline. You get this, and you win. Good luck. I'll buy you a diamond ring, my friend. It makes you feel all right. I'll give you anything, my friend. It makes you feel all right. Cause I don't care too much for money. Money can't buy me love. Give you all I got to give. Say you love me too. We'll stop it right there. Rick, bad. for the win. The Beatles mm-hmm. can't buy me love. Close enough. Money, Money can't, can't buy me love. love. And yes, it can. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. So to kick off today's Redneck Report, we are going to start with a story that is something straight out of a movie, Mahoney. A 76-year-old by the name of Cheryl Henderson from Florida was arrested after fleeing a hit-and-run with the driver of the truck stuck to the hood of her SUV. So I saw a video of this. It was as crazy as it sounds. So, I mean, you see it in movies where, like, people are holding on to the hoods of cars, and they're like, no. I don't have that kind of fingertip strength. That's a lot of fingertip That's strength. That's a lot yeah. of fingertip strength. So, she was driving towards this guy, regardless of the fact that, like, he'd got out of the vehicle to see what was going on. She drove away with the man clinging on for dear life, reaching speeds up to 50 miles per hour. She pulled over about two miles later when she was forced off the road by a witness to the incident. So some good Samaritan came along and could have been a disaster. Thankfully saved the day. But this guy ended up getting off the hood. But I I can't imagine how long that two miles must have felt. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, if if she's going 50 miles an hour, still still a little over two minutes, which every second has to feel like an eternity when your life's literally in peril like that. Uh, When the cops pulled her over, you know, when the cops showed up, uh, she just seemed... You know, I don't know if she was having a, a, a mental break or she was on drugs or um, alcohol, but something was clearly off. But I do wonder, you know, because I've often fantasized about, like, somebody attacking me and me hitting them with my car. On a daily basis almost. It's, you know, I mean, yeah. I was in a situation where that almost happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I chose not to hit the person with my uh, 1990 Toyota Celica. And you've regretted it ever since. And I've regretted it ever since. Yeah. But uh, if they were hanging on, to the front of my car, and I'm going, and they're not letting go. I'm 100% turning on the windshield wipers. <laughs> <laughs> That's just mean, man. With the misters. With the misters. With the misters, With the misters yeah. So, Mahoney, your, uh, your plan for a long time now has been to, if you ever have to become a drug mule, you know, to make ends meet, uh, you are going to smuggle the drugs in one place and one place only. That's your butt, Dave. That's in the That's, butt. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, God wouldn't have given us that uh, nature's pocket uh, if he did not want us to uh, keep stuff in there. So, an alleged drug dealer was arrested after falling asleep at the wheel. When police arrived, they found a female by the name of Katrina Workman. Uh, She, I guess, hid a bag filled with illegal drugs that contained meth and fentanyl. She was taken into custody. When she was going through the booking process, she denied having any contraband hidden on her person. However, uh, that's when deputies found uh, the, the bag of fentanyl hidden 
in her butt. Those are thorough deputies. <laughs> Very. So when you went to jail, did they make you bend over and cough? Uh, they made me bend over and then like do a little like, like like go up on your like toes. Oh, did they? But they didn't okay. make me cough. Yeah. So they're like, like if there's anything in there, I'm like, man, my beehole is tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's falling out of here. Who you th- I'm young and virile. Come on. <laughs> Uh, she was charged with three counts of possession of a controlled substance and one count of introducing a controlled substance into a county detention facility and remains in jail. So, uh, you know, I'm, you know, they, they call, you know, there are certain exercises that men and women can do called Kegels. Yeah. Dave, uh, you know, um, if you wanted to maybe, you know, uh, for the backside, are those Beagles? Beagles? <laughs> <laughs> or Snoopies? This is Dave and Mahoney. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Mahoney, heard your story about your Tommy Bahama shorts. I'm sorry for your loss. But, uh, you know, not using that lobby bathroom, that's a rookie move. You always use the lobby bathroom. You never blow up the, the bathroom in your in your hotel room. When you stay with your wife, are you using the hotel, the, your own room bathroom or the lobby bathroom? If you're, doing it, if you're blowing up your own bathroom, you're a monster. Message deleted. So when my wife and I are in a hotel together, I 100% use the bathroom. There. I mean, we are, we've been together 13 years, man. Like, there's, she doesn't. There's no surprises. There's I no mean, surprises. Do you, do there. you do anything? Because, like, I'll turn on the, the water, like, on the faucet. If, it, I, if it's too quiet in there, if there's no fan. Oh. Which, by the way, if you are a designer of a bathroom, whether it's at a hotel or a house, and you do not have a fan in there, oh. you are a criminal. You should be locked away forever. I hate you. So, this just jogged a memory from the cruise we were on. Because the cruise is, you know, we're in a real... You know, that's a confined space. The only thing smaller than a cruise ship bathroom in your room is like an RV bathroom. Pretty much. Uh, And so that being the, when that's going on in there, what I will do is I will play music. You will play music. Because there's no fan in that particular, on the Disney cruise, on that bathroom. And there is a song. There were two songs. that you have a pooping song? Well, there were two songs I was playing while this was going on. Uh And uh, you will never guess. Either of them, Dave. One, this lovely gym from a band called Baltimore. I don't know why. No, I would not have guessed that, Mahoney. You're right. It's a song called Tarzan Boy. Have you ever heard this song? No. You're you're why are you playing oh, Tarzan Boy? I know Boy? Tarzan Boy. I didn't I didn't recognize it from the, the quality of your phone speaker, but Well, I'm sorry, I didn't know we were gonna I needed to have this in here. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. That song. Everybody, everybody knows that and song. And then I was playing Limp Biscuit uh, break stuff. <laughs> so those were, and she would yell, she, it was, because she, the acoustics in there, are, yeah. you know, they, they they echo, and she would <laughs> yell at me to stop playing those two songs. <laughs> she didn't care that I was blowing the bathroom it was, it, was, it was the same two songs every time. It was Tarzan, it, it was Tarzan Boy from Baltimore and uh, Limp, Limp Biscuit. So what song stuff. do you play when you're not uh, doing the deuce? Uh, I mean, number one's fine. Yeah. Please leave a message after the tone. When was the first time you realized you were the backup friend? Message deleted. I've weeded those people out of my life. You know, like the people who are just casual, friendly acquaintances who whatever, you know, like if you're not, if you're not, if you're not in, then like whatever. I mean, I guess as a teenager, there are times, but like as an adult, like I, I got no time for anybody who's a flake at this point, man. 
You're saying the backup friend, like, you get the call to do something after somebody else cancels on them? Well, that happened to me. I mean, I realized it when I was asked to be the last groomsman, like, one month before a wedding. Oh. And then I show up, and I'm like, I'm the last one of the group, and I realized because of how many bridesmaids there were, they had to just find one more. They had more, to find one, one more? One more buddy. Like, oh, hey, that Chris, sucks. It wasn't because it was like, oh, you're such a great friend, and we are honored to have you be with No, I was like, we, we just need another dude, and Chris has nothing going on, so. <laughs> I will never. so alone. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be. I've got one friend left. Uh, and I don't think he's going to have my, my buddy JB. I don't, I don't know if he's going to have a, a wedding or not. He's the only one I would be a groomsman for if, but I will never be a groomsman for anybody else if they ever ask me. Like, never? I'm do, I am done with that. Not well, even me if I get married again? Third time? Yeah, yeah third time's a charm. I was really hoping on you, Mahoney, I mean, but I guess uh, not. If it's in like a cool exotic location sure, and your yeah. brothers can't go, <laughs> Idaho, <laughs> you've got like, you've got four built in dudes. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, that's, that's what I did last time I got Yeah, and your wife has two brothers, so yeah, it's like you got, uh, you, you've got no, no, you know. I, I'm going to invite you to be in uh, my next wedding. That hopefully never exists, uh, just because I know don't renew it. your vows. Yeah, <laughs> dude, we know this, and I know people are going to get mad at me for saying this. Anytime I see somebody renew their vows, You're like, oh, y'all in trouble. This huh? is going, man. This yeah. this thing's Uh-oh. this thing's. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. If you could time travel to relive one day of your life without changing anything, which day would it be? Message deleted. Man, last Sunday I won some bets on football, and that was a great day. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. So Chris went on this date from hell, and I just love so much that you were willing to share all of the awful details about how you'd been talking to this girl for a couple of weeks, right? It was just over a week. It, it, it's funny because I'm starting to realize that maybe I was just like really, really petty, and this is just what dating is like when you're nah. meeting people off of dating sites. Nah, man. Like she, <laughs> from from the jump, you went to give her a little a little hello hug, probably like a half hug, yeah, right? Yeah, and she's like, see, I don't, I don't know. I don't if, like to be touched. See, but I don't know if I would have done that. Maybe that was an error, but like, come on, man! You're meeting somebody that you've been talking and flirting with for over a week, it was and a it's lot just of a, a little hello, little greeting, and to say I don't like to be touched. No, I mean, but because like, my she, whole idea was if this date goes well, there was going to be more touching. More touch. Yeah, well, that was the point. They set, she set boundaries, which I respect. You know, I mean, oh, some, you white knight! I'm not a white up. knight. I mean, I understand it because again, I'm also one per, a person who doesn't love to hug. Well, because you're a bad hugger. I'm not a bad, hugger. bad hugger. I gave my wife will will. We'll fight you on this. I give great hugs. You're you're an awkward hugger to everyone except for your wife. That's untrue. I give great hugs to people I I, I care about. Oh and, really? Because I've se- I've seen you hug everyone here and uh, all awkward. So you don't care mm. about any of us? Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I you gotta... think it's because Mahoney's the same way. He doesn't like to be touched. That could be it. So Chris, you uh, you said that you went back to the dating app and uh, to check on the little chat that you guys had, and, and she has <laughs> it's vanished. <laughs> So is that how it works? You just, like, manage the chat and you can no longer contact her? Yeah, yeah. Did, did she actually block you on the app? Uh, that, because you, you can't, like, search for somebody, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I'll never know. She may pop back up, like, in a couple of months of swiping. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had that happen with other chats where, like, I'm chatting with somebody and, like, feeling this thing out. And then out of nowhere, you go to open it and it's like, oh, user unavailable. Like, hmm. Wonder, uh, wonder what happened there. That's, See, that feels hurtful. Let me just throw this out there. <laughs> well, rejection, man. Let, let me th- let me throw this out here. Yeah. Because again, you know, Chris and I's approach are, is drastically different. You know, I mean, I, I would, you know, Chris is a, you know, he's a good-looking, fit dude. You know, he's he's got he, he's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm more. <laughs> None I, of those are true, but thank you. No, that, that is a hundred percent true. Don't sell yourself short. But I'm thinking about 
you know, because it's obviously, you know, women are going to be very attracted to you. I have to, I have to woo women. Like, I have to, I have to, like, you have to, like, sunken cost. When I was thinking about that, like, I met my wife out at a bar, and I was drunk. And she was with friends of friends, and I ended up tracking her down online after I made a fool of myself. And it took me, I think, two months of going back and forth, like, via email and chat. You were emailing her? Yeah. Weird Why? Uh, not, well, we, we went from... Who flirts over email? Well... <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. What year was this? <laughs> this is 2011. So hey, it's no, before no. Tinder and all that stuff. You still had a cell phone. Well, sure, <laughs> but, like, we, it moved it moved to that. But, like, I mean, it started off what with... Is this, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan? But also, like, <laughs> think about this, Dave. You've got mail. Dave, you, you knew me in 2011. We were doing the show together, and... You know, I was kind of a hot mess. I was 30 years old. I had just turned 30 years old. And, you know, I was drinking a fair amount. And when I met her for the first time, I was in full-blown Mahanimal mode. Yeah. You know, and, like, I'm not the type normally that approaches women and talks, but, like, this was one of those times you where... You went stumbling and bumbling up. You're like, hey, I'm yeah, Mahoney. I'm, you know, eight <laughs> Jaegers and Stone IPAs deep. And, no, you know, doing? I've got all the liquid courage and, you know... Uh-huh. So it took a long time to convince her to go out on a date with me. Well, because that's the antithesis of who she is. Like, she doesn't drink, and she's very responsible, and she's just got this hot mess hitting on her. Yeah, but I'm tall, and I've got a beard, so So, that's the one one thing she— And 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 I'm chubby, which is her type— you know, she is like the Jason yeah. Siegel. She loves me and Kevin James. If Kevin James grew a beard, she would leave me for him. Oh my god, that in makes a so much sense now. Uh, so it, much do, sense. it does make sense. But I thought I think about this though. So, and again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling you how to how to run your game because you're you are a very successful dude in in that world. But like, I feel like the hug comes at the end of the date. If it's if it's a good successful date, it comes at the end, not know. the beginning. I'm, well. It's not an aggressive hug, it's not like a two-arm hug, just like a little, hey, how are you? How are you? What are you supposed to do otherwise? Shake hands? Just like, say hello. Yeah. High five? Like, not, like, what you, yeah, I'm with Dave. Yeah. And, and, just and say hi and then sit down. If I've been like anticipating meeting you for over a week and, and like we've been having these very good in-depth conversations. How in-depth were these conversations? Well, let me, let's put it this way. Like, I'm usually very um, kind of chill in conversation, and I wait till I'm in person to really kind of open up a little bit more. It's really just kind of basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, this girl is sending me good morning sunshine texts. See? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, oh, well, I'm wrong and, there. And, and like, you get a good morning, a good morning sunshine. sunshine and, yeah. and the emoji in there? All right. Yeah, the, oh, there was definitely, there's a lot of emojis. A lot of man. emojis, yeah. Uh, not the eggplant, you, though. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Again, I think you just dodged a bullet on this one. There's oh, there's, there's nothing. Like, I mean, thank thankfully, rather than, you know, going through the motions of, like, uh, dating, marrying, having two kids... And then getting divorced once you find out that this is not the person for you. This, this, is a way, this is a way better outcome. Yeah, you just expedited it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Can you get your courage back up and go on another date this weekend after being so heartbroken last weekend? Well, I've already got a couple lined up. My We're, man. Good. We're good. We're good. This is David Mahoney. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So, Mahoney, there is hope for us even in the future. The Golden Bachelor is a bona fide hit for ABC. If you're not familiar with uh, what it is, there is a gentleman who is in his 70s who is the Golden Bachelor, and he is once again looking for love, showing that it's never too late to start over. According to the metrics, the uh, season premiere broke the, the record numbers for Hulu. Uh, 1.76 million views 
which is pretty unbelievable, on Hulu. So that's after the fact on Hulu. Yep. Uh, this not only makes the episode the highest rated premiere on Hulu for any series in the Bachelor franchise, but ABC's best series premiere ever on Hulu. The episode earned a total of 7.7 million total multi-platform viewers in less than a week since its debut. That is astronomical numbers. I mean, I'm, you know, again, I'm not a huge fan of The Bachelor. I've seen it just because it's, you know, it's part of the pop culture zeitgeist and has been for, you know, 15 years or however long it's been on. I am kind of intrigued. This is a interesting twist on that, you know, that, you know, traditional format. Yeah. But I'm just calling it right now. It's either going to be Joan, who is from uh, Rockland, Maryland, who is a private school administrator. And a fun fact about her, Joan loves dancing after a couple glasses of wine. (laughs) Or Nancy from Alexandria, Virginia, who is a retired interior designer. Uh, I'm going to say this. Like, you know, I'm 42. They're 60. They're they're smoking hot. Real hot. Yeah. Like, they are. I mean, like, I mean, those two in particular. ABC did a real good job with the cast. And that guy, like, how is he in his 70s? Yeah, he looks phenomenal. He's in great shape. He's all tan. Yeah. You're like, this is is not a normal 70-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. So this is pretty unbelievable. Uh, Taylor Swift, obviously, is massive, you know, selling out stadiums all over the world. But this is, I think, probably the first time we've ever seen anything like this. Uh, Taylor Swift era's tour concert film is breaking records before it even hits theaters. So this is a movie about her concert. Okay. okay. So you you can basically virtually go see her concert in the movie theater. It has surpassed $100 million worldwide in advanced ticket sales. It's not out yet. It is. That is unbelievable. I mean, the power that, like, whether you whether or not you like Taylor Swift or not, this I never thought we would be in a a place musically again just because the way that you know the radio, satellite radio, podcasts, and you know uh, streaming services are everything's fragmented, everything's yeah. niche. You know, there's you can find something that you love, but like to find one kind of universal or close to universal cultural icon. I never thought we would have that again because, you know, you kind of had Nirvana. You had Michael Jackson, Elvis, the Beatles. Those were the big ones. But it was like there was so limited. There was so so many limited options. There were three networks at that time. And then you had and you had the rate and you had the radio. And that was it. But now there's so many options. And, you know, again, I'm not saying Taylor Swift's going to be for everybody, but it's damn near close. A cultural movement of that level. Maybe not of Beatles and Elvis, but at least Michael Jackson. You know when the politicians are coming out and they're basically like courting Taylor Swift, being like, hey, you could have massive Dude, influence over had, an election? She had a Instagram post that signed up almost 50,000 new voters. Yeah. That's unreal. unbelievable. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that, you know, she's already done $100 million in pre-sales, uh, you know, it's going to be real interesting to see, you know, if she's able to, you know, the, the the power she has, how she decides to wield it. And finally, this actually sounds pretty cool. Amazon is teasing a new show. It's called 007 Road to a Million. It's going to be hosted by Brian Cox, who is the dad from Succession. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. He's got just kind of that, like, grumpy demeanor. I love like, him so no much. Crap yep. Sort of thing. Uh, and the idea is that they're going to put a bunch of people, nine pairs of everyday people, into an epic global adventure through a series of James Bond-inspired challenges for a shot at winning about $1.22 million. It's a million pounds, which is pretty awesome. 
You would think with Brian Cox being attached to it, uh, it's probably going to be pretty good considering him coming off of Succession, one of the most successful TV shows, you know, of the last 10 years. I'm interested. I mean, in the fact that, like, you know, maybe these spy games, too, that they're going to be in challenges, it's got kind of got an interesting twist to it. And so it's going to be shot. visually stunning as well. I mean, it's going through the Scottish Highlands and Venice and the Swiss Alps and more. So... If from a cinema cinematography perspective, uh-huh. uh, I imagine it is going to be. So we should just drink scotch and watch this. Th- that feels like the appropriate. Put on thing a fire. That's right. Uh, it's going to premiere on Prime Video on November 10th. This is Dave and Mahoney. So, Mahoney, we talk about the oldest profession in the world, and that, of course, is being an escort. Is that the oldest profession in the world? I mean, it's up there. I feel like there were accounts <laughs> in Neander, uh, Neanderthal times. Uh, so what's interesting is that, you know, when when I visited Pompeii, you know, the city that was buried by that volcano over in Italy. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that really stood out to me, because, I mean, the whole city is so very well preserved. It's frozen right? in time. It really is. Uh, but, you know, you'd walk through the streets and you'd see, like, where the little bars were. And then you'd see, like, where the nobility lived. And you could tell all of this stuff by, you know, the, the layouts of the different houses. But you're able to walk through it and really see the city as it was and it's pretty incredible but the one thing that stood out to me the most is that there was uh there was arrows pointing to certain things only they weren't arrows they were uh they were wieners uh-huh they were carved wieners into the side of the buildings and they had little arrows and it would point you to the brothel really and that was that's still i mean a that's thing. a pretty good uh, you know to, <laughs> Left here, <laughs> for real. It's <laughs> just like, yep, go there, go there. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of how, you know, like back in the, you know, the the Roman and the Greek times, you know, back then, you know, just how, how, how they just did not give a damn about who you slept with, yeah. you know, what your sexuality was all about. They just let you do what you wanted. Everyone just wrestling and, naked. Yeah, you know? it was fine. So <laughs> in a pretty remarkable discovery, they say they found the tomb of an escort who used to bang Alexander the Great over 2,300 years How ago. How did they know that she was an escort that banged? Like, what was in her, like, sarcophagus or her tomb? So the tomb, I guess, holds the cremated remains of this young woman in an exceptionally rare mirror box that I guess is remarkably well-preserved. It looks like it was almost crafted yesterday. Uh-huh. But they, the experts have identified the deceased woman as a high-end escort from ancient Greece who used to provide elite clients with not only physical intimacy but also intellectual stimulation. How do they know that there's intellectual stimulation that's going on when they just found a box of ashes? <laughs> I don't know, man. But Listen, I'm not the expert when it comes to all of this stuff. I'm just telling you what they're saying. I would like to talk to some of these experts and be like, really? Tell me more. Will you let this escort have her day 2,300 years later? I mean, it sounds like she had her day 2,300 years ago. <laughs> it sure did. I guess it was not only Alexander the Great, but also some of the uh, the high-end generals who waged war for his massive empire after his death as oh. well. Wow. I mean, it is good to be a general, I guess. I guess. <laughs> this is David Mahoney. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. So because it's so chilly out, I decided to put on a jacket this morning. And while I was digging through the pockets, I ended up finding $10. Hell yeah. That's how I know today's going to be a good day. Don't you just love when that happens? Message deleted. There is almost nothing better than the surprise $10, $20 bill that you'll find in the jacket pocket. This is why I'm saying this is probably an old one. Because how often do you see a $10 bill anymore? I see 20s, I see 5s, I see 1s. 
tens. In my ten dollar bill on it. In my experience, are 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 the most rare of bills outside of a hundred. Three ten dollar bills on me right now. What are you doing? What are you doing (laughs) with them tens? Hold on, Chris. Do you have one? Well, here's the thing. I get a lot of cash back at Target. Target only dispenses ten dollar bills. Oh, Uh, they do. Yeah, I only. Um, I only only got two tens. I'm sorry, Mahoney, but you know, they're common. I'm. I'm just see both. Both you guys are like. Dave, you always are carrying cash. Is that too low of a denomination uh, for you to carry? No, I don't carry any <laughs> cash on me, like unless I'm gambling, like, and then I go and I deposit it back. But ninety nine point nine percent of the, the reason time, why I'm always I carrying no cash. cash on me is because I'm always gambling. Ah, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. But finding just found money is there is nothing better. The value of that, like you find a ten dollar bill, that's worth like hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's a surprise. Be- yeah, because yeah. because it's a surprise money. You can go buy yourself. You know, a coffee, lunch, but unfortunately. Wait, where are you buying coffee and lunch for $10? You can buy lunch for 10 bucks, man. Yeah. You can be sure creative. You can. Sure yeah. you can. You got to be creative, but you can. But I was going to say, yeah, with inflation, that $10, you know, if, if that was a $10 bill from like 1980, man, you could have paid for college. Please leave a message. My boss has a $10 bill as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know Mahoney will win this contest, but you are all radio hosts. You're not famous. But you do all have 15 minutes of fame story. So let's hear them. Message deleted. Ah. I used to host a wildly popular robot fighting show. It was ahead of its time. I remember that. On the Sci-Fi Network called Robot Combat League. It was me and Chris Jericho that were the hosts of it. And they approached me while we were filming that show because Jericho had some things that had come out because he's a pretty busy guy. Yeah. And so they had me filling in in kind of like the lead host role and one of the executive producers comes to me. He's like, hey, the network absolutely loves you and they're curious, would you like your own show? And I said, yes, I would. Thank you for offering that. That's very nice. And like that's that's kind of like the, the next big thing. You know, like if you get your own show on, mm-hmm. a, on a big network like that, and then the network president got unceremoniously fired. And not only did I not get my own show, they canceled Robot Combat League after one season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, dude, it was I mean, just, it was ahead of its time, man. Dang, it really was. It, it kind of was, but I enjoyed watching it. It was crazy. They had built these giant eight-foot-tall robots that were controlled by two people. So one person would sit down and they would control the legs. The other person had this giant thing, like a backpack strapped on them and an exoskeleton that went over their arms and they would control like the punching. It was literally like eight foot tall rock'em sock'em robots, but with like real people punching. Real people punching and you know, the the teams would compete against each other, but the guy that was in charge of building the robots, like he was a NASA dude. Like he was, you know, a genius when it came to mm-hmm. robotics and everything else. But what was wild is that these machines were so violent. Like when they would when they would actually catch each other, they would just split each other in half if they got a clean blow. And oil parts, parts would start just flying, flying everywhere. Yeah. It was nuts. It was a really cool show. And then it got canceled after one season and that's it. And now you're here. And here we are. Please leave a message after the tone. <laughs> what would you say was the most physically painful thing that has ever happened to you so far? Message deleted. Ooh, well, there's a couple. Uh, I have a scar. I, I have a I have a beard 99% of the time, but I have a scar right across my chin. It looks like a cleft. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know the MMA fighter, Uriah Faber, he's got a nice, like... A little butt chin. A little butt chin. Yeah, I've yeah. got a uh, an unnatural... Uh, cleft in the middle of my chin because in first grade, I was riding my Diamondback BMX bike 
around my neighborhood, there was a girl who lived on the other side of the street, on the other, you know, one street over, who I was uh, smitten with at that young age. Mm -hmm. And I thought the way to impress her would be to ride my bike by her house as fast as I possibly could. What is with us With guys? my shirt off. Why do we think that? Like, we're in a, a car. You're like, if I just peel out right now, these women are going to throw themselves at me. They and all think it's terrible. Your, your whole idea is I'm going to go whizzing by this girl's house uh -huh. shirtless. As fast as I can, shirtless on my diamondback and bike. And her over. And she, she won't be able to resist me. Because but I was out riding with my... Running after me. Wait. Yeah, exactly. Jason. I've heard this story, and it it's painful for me to just hear it. So... Her street had a downward slope, so you could get going real fast. And we would start uh, pedaling at the top of the street and going as fast as we possibly could. If you had to guess her. miles per hour, like how fast do you think you're going? 30 at least. I mean, 30, I mean, yeah. in first grade on sure. a BMX bike, this is downhill. You can probably downhill. get close to 30. 25, yeah. 30 miles yeah. an hour. And so we made a couple circles because she was sitting out on her front porch with another girl who we knew. And so we were just Your timing was perfect. Constantly <laughs> yeah. trying to drive by and fly mm -hmm. by and just be like... How cool Ladies. is he? And it, at the end of the street, there's a turn that wraps back around. So it was just like one continuous loop. And at the end of that street, I hit some sand because there, uh, you know, there's cars parked on the street. So they would throw sand out there to soak up some of the oil. And my back tire gives out. I go flipping over the handlebars. And if you've ever seen a professional baseball player slide into home plate, imagine a shirtless you know what, eight-year-old boy going chin and chest first. I think maybe across the, the asphalt for about ten or twelve feet. I think that you combine that with a professional baseball player running towards a ball that's going out of bounds, and when they hit the wall, they go flying over it, and then you slide into home base. Yeah. That's you shirtless. And I've seen the picture because yeah. you still have it. It's up on our Instagram at Dave Mahoney. If you scroll back a little bit, but I mean, you, the road rash burn all the way down your chest is exquisite. And that was the year I got that Diamondback bike for Christmas. So I'm pushing it up the hill. My friend left me. He just needed like, oh God, he's dead. He leaves. <laughs> what a good friend. So just I'm, abandons you. I'm pushing my bike up the street. There's cars driving by looking at this child that is bleeding like profusely covered in blood. Were you doing that awful cry where you can't stop? Going, <laughs> oh yeah, but I had to get that bike home because that bike was my pride and joy. And the worst part about it, because my, my mom sees me when I get home and my mom has a heart attack. I can't imagine, you know, you see your kid in a state like that. Oh yeah, yeah. And they are you know, covered skin. in blood, yeah. ripped off, all of this. My chin's hanging off because the skin on it ripped, it like ripped like a, uh, like a, like, like a fruit roll up, just peeled back. And she throws me in the shower, and that was the Ooh. moment. Ooh. It was the most painful. When that water Ooh. hit my body, that was a thousand times worse. <laughs> oh. And so um, my poor mom throws me in the back of her Buick, and we're driving to the emergency room, and all the entire time I just, am I going to die? Am I going to die? What about die? the girl? What about the girl? Uh, Whatever happened? Here, you don't want to know the crappy thing? <laughs> she started dating my best friend. Oh, oh man. That's even more painful. Oh, man. This is David Mahoney. Because there's really no point in pretending to be... Hold on, what? Because there's really no point in pretending to be good at... To be good at this? Oh, I... Okay, let me pick it up from here. It's an all-new blooper reel on the Dave and Mahoney Show. Every week, we like to take a moment and showcase just how bad we are at this, despite the fact that we've been doing it our entire professional lives, Mahoney. 
Dave, we don't like to focus on our victories. We don't like to, you know, uh, tell everybody just how awesome we are. We're the best radio show that's ever existed, the funniest people to ever grace the airwaves. No, we like to showcase just how bad we are at this and still find a way to remain employed. Mm. Yeah. I wrote an angry letter to Arby's Corporate literally yesterday. Look at look at look at your look at your email. Uh, there is a have you ever written a strongly letter? I, I saw that. Hang on a second. This just came in 28 minutes ago. Strongly What do you think that that's going to do, poking it with a broom? Well, you hit the little button, maybe reset it. That's not how it works. Sometimes that works. No, it doesn't. Chris, you've owned multiple homes over the years. Have you ever (laughs) poked a fire extinguisher? No. Or a a fire detector? Poked a fire extinguisher? No. Or a a fire detector with a broom and it just stopped beeping? The button. I mean, that's that's, that's, They come floating down here in their little spaceship, and they're like, man, this is just one big trailer park. I saw a meme that said, what if the stars aren't stars, but they're like breathing holes in the box to whoever's unowning us. <laughs> whoever's unowning us. Unowning. I go to the Zarbies. I would like two double roast beef sandwiches, and that will be all, please. Okay. That's it? They're like, would you like to make it a combo? No, I would not. Would you like to add a large drink with that? No, I would not. Would you like to add a warm cookie? No, I would not. Would you like to add an ice cream? No, I would not. Would you like to, uh, like to add a cup of cheddar? I mean, I know they're like screwing with me at this point. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to add a add? It's just been greenlit for season four. Dave, I'm telling you, season three brings it all together. Season finale just uh, got posted the other day to Hulu. There's season finale. finale. <laughs> what? Hey, this is for you. Kiss me out of the beauty, Farley, Would you like to add a warm cookie? No, I would not. Not, not. Would you like to add an ice cream? Uh, would you like to, to, to add, like to add a cup of cheddar? I mean, I know they're like screwing with me. Just out oh, a fire extinguisher. Sure, sure. Season three brings it all together. Season five. Sure, 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 sure. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Listen for reviews of your new favorite new brews. Favorite brews. It's beer for breakfast. It's beer for breakfast every Friday on Dave and Mahoney. Well, all right then, friends. <laughs> all I want to do is drink beer for breakfast. A little scratchy today. It sound like you're on the computer. Oh, yeah, man. Well, we have made it to another Friday. We are drinking. We are gainfully employed. We are amongst friends, and things are good. So, yeah, yeah, it feels great going into the weekend. We got, a, a, I think, I hope, a really good beer in front of us today. I'm a big fan of the hazy IPAs, and that is what we are going to be enjoying today. And I'll tell you this much, Mahoney. Your shirt looks great. Thank you. You and the 70-year-old ladies over at Costco love me, and I love them. Uh... 
And today's beer that we are drinking from the Mother Road Brewing Company, it's called Limited Visibility. It's a hazy IPA. Uh, Mother Road Brewing Company, named after Steinbeck's description of Route 66. Okay. They've been around since 2011 and are growing. And um, love that. Love to see that. They have some really good products. $12.49 for a four-pack. It has 7.2% alcohol by volume and 62 IBUs, the five categories in which we rate every single beer here on Beer for Breakfast. We don't need a drum roll nope, yet. Sorry about that. Look, smell, taste, feel, and drinkability. The drum roll at the end, Dave. Got it. Got that it, is sorry. what we need. So let's crack open the limited visibility hazy IPA from Mother Road Brewing. Cheers and salute, my friend. Sorry, uh, I already cheers cracked Cheers to you as well, and I've also already cracked yeah, mine. Well. I know this was 7.2. Um, boy, that is... That, that is quite the slurp. That drink's real good for 7.2%. <sighs> Ooh, Okay. I, me- I mentioned off air that Mahoney timed this perfectly because usually he's forgetting to put the beer in the fridge. Uh, this is perfectly chilled. Last week Mahoney remembered and put two beers in the fridge at once. So thank you to last week. <laughs> last week Mahoney you set awesome. yourself up for success. Yeah. Real, uh, real MVP. The thing I like about Mother Road Brewing Company is their art style. It's got that very kind of like Art Deco ish feel to it. It definitely just reeks of nostalgia. You know, when you're named after, you know, a Steinbeck quote, it makes sense to have art that way. You know, this can, it was just, it just drew me to it. It's purple. It's got like an old school Impala on there. They're at a, uh, a blue swallow motel, Oh, I'll go there. you know, which, uh, you know, it's just a good looking can overall. Moving on to the next category. Let's take a big whiff. And smell what we're smelling here. No alcohol. Yeah, there's, there's. It smells kind of funky, but it drinks and tastes really good. A little dankness. I can't put my finger. It's not yeah. like funky socks, but no. it's not. It's more like a dank. Yeah. Hmm. You know, but you get some tropical aromas in there as well. Uh, not a whole lot of pine that you would get from no. you know some non-hazy IPAs, so like the more West Coast. This isn't super super hop forward. Uh, overall, it's just a very good, welcoming nose, I would say. Good, welcoming nose, and, I mean, we're getting to the to the next category, which is the taste, in just a second. But I, I will say, I mean, it the nose is not nearly as appealing to me as the taste, and the yeah. drinkability at 7.2% is real good, but we'll get to that in a second as well. So let's... Dave, let's let's do that. Let's take Cheers. another big drink Cheers. of the Cheers. Mother Road Brewing Company Limited, Vi- Limited Visibility Hazy IPA. Jot that down for the blooper reel. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's got some of that citrus and that, like, tropical taste to it. Yeah, uh, It's got some of, like, I don't know if is that, that's, like, a blueberry or something like that, but there's definitely a lot of, like, fruit notes in it. Definitely get some grapefruit. They say papaya, papaya in there sure. as well, but when was the last time any of those had a papaya? I don't know what the hell. It's been, like, 20 years since I've had a papaya. There's a nice little hop bite on the end, but it's pretty muted, which it's is nice. It's balanced out. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, you get a little bit, but it also goes away quickly. It doesn't linger yep. like, you know, non-hazy IPAs do, which kind of... I would say, um, you know, turn some people like Audrey off to a lot of IPAs. This one, definitely more welcoming to people who are uh, adverse to that really sharp and or piney uh, feel to traditional IPAs. Uh, Overall, Dave, I'm a big fan of the flavor of this. I think it has that balance. The alcohol, damn near non-existent. At 7.2, that's pretty wild. And the citrus, it's... Nicely balanced, but it's not overwhelming because there are some hazies out there that exist that are just too citrus forward. So it makes you feel like you're drinking like an orange juice. This does not have that 
uh, feel to me, which leads us to the mouthfeel. This is light to medium bodied. Yeah, you know, it's really easy uh, drink. It's it's really smooth. Yep. and very very refreshing. Uh, what are your thoughts overall on the on this beer? I'm a big fan. I mean, it kind of hits all of the notes that you would want. Where it's easy drinking. It's got some punch to it. at seven point two percent. Doesn't feel that way. You didn't taste all boozy. It's really well balanced. And uh, to your point about you know, the mouthfeel <sighs> being really good. Yeah. It's just easy to drink, and at 7.2%, it can be dangerous because it's real crushable. Yeah, that's that right at that perfect level of not uh, not too much alcohol, but not uh, not enough alcohol. Like so that's that nice these, sweet spot. Yeah, you're going to be feeling yeah, real good. Yeah, you have good. two 16-ouncers, you have mm-hmm. two pint cans of yeah. this, you're going to be feeling really good. Uh, the price point on this, Dave, as I mentioned, $12.49. I think that plays a really good factor. This is a very, very uh, economically priced craft beer. You're talking about $3 per can for 7.2%. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, last week we had a $19.99 sour, which was at 4%. That just did not do much for me. This one... Nice price point, readily available, easy to drink, available, I believe, year-round and almost everywhere. So I would say uh, high remarks on the drinkability. Can I get a drum roll, please? Yes, sir. On Mahoney's Beer Scale Supremacy, I give the Mother Road Brewing Company limited visibility, Hazy India, Pale Ale, a 4.05 out of 5. This is David Mahoney. Mahoney, you and I are both fans of golf. And I, it's interesting, the golf culture, because we've got a couple of friends that are very good golfers. But the vast majority of our friends, just like us, awful at the game. Horrendous golfers. I mean, it is one of the hardest sports in the world outside of baseball, you know, and even though we're never competing at the level that uh, the guys playing professional baseball with 100 mile an hour pitches, round ball, round bat, we've got a static ball and it's still, you know, damn near impossible. But if you, if it's a whole seen, lot of fun. It, it is fun. And I need to reconnect it, with nature. That feels like, I feel like I'm doing something. Nice. Yeah, and you, you set a workout on your Apple Watch, right? I do, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, even though I've consumed 11 beers and smoked three cigars. I ain't telling my Apple Watch about that. You don't have to know certain yeah, things. Yeah, you know, it, this is a healthy endeavor. That's right. I'm out here exercising. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the interesting thing about golf is that um, even, you know, the, the we're terrible at it. We still enjoy playing it, but also watching it. And oh. there is a new league that is coming to ESPN and ESPN2. And it's being put on by Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy. So the first season of what's being called TGL, which is the league that was formed by them, is going to be starting next year. And it's going to have a simulcast on ESPN+. Plus. But the league includes team events that are held in purpose-built arenas at the Palm Beach State College Branch Campus. Huh. And there's going to be dozens of PGA players, including Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy and John Rahm and Justin Thomas, some of the biggest some ones the biggest out names. there, yeah, yeah. Uh, com- committed to compete in the event. So each of the six teams in the league will feature three PGA Tour players who will compete in head-to-head and match play events. So... It's going to be set up at you know different like baseball stadiums and places like that too, where they're really unique venues, almost like a skills competition. Yeah, almost like you're mixing like top golf uh-huh. and real golf, but you're doing it with the best players in the world. And I actually think it's a really interesting way of doing it because you know when you're watching a golf tournament, it's basically that they're you know cutting from hole to hole to hole. Sure, 
But, you know, the the vast majority of the players that they're going to are not the biggest names in the sport. Right. If you got the biggest names in the sport that are all able to compete in these skill type competitions, I think it's a really interesting idea. You know, I'm I'm here for it. You know, I don't know how much I um, how much I love the PGA. You know, I you know they folded with the live stuff in Saudi Arabia. I still cannot believe that, man. I, it just they must you know Saudi Arabia must have threatened somebody or they just threw so much money at them that they. They bent back over. So, I mean, I'm open for anything new in that realm. And if you're going to take a twist on something that is fun to play and maybe fun to watch as well, I'll give it a shot, especially with names like Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods. And, yeah, I mean, Tiger Woods is probably not going to be out here winning majors again because, you know, he's getting older and he's had injuries and stuff like that. But he certainly can compete in something like this. And I like it when they even mix in, you know, like the celebrities as well. You know, we've seen Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, a hell of a golfer, you know. Yeah, I mean, bring in Charles Barkley and I'll watch it. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Every time. Uh, but they're they're going to have like a 15 regular season match, and then they're going to have a postseason as well. So it's going to be kind of like you'd expect from you know other sports where you have you know like a playoff, and it gets sure. down to the to the final ones, which I think is is pretty cool. So if you want to check that out, even if you're horrendous at golf like we are, it's going to be firing up next year on ESPN. They should add tech. Dave and Ed Mahoney. You know, some people out there may say I still have got it, and you might say that after. You run a 5K race or something. You're still Mm -hmm. clocking in times that you'd be proud of as a younger man or woman. Or maybe you accomplished something professionally that you weren't expecting to be able to do, and you went, you know what? I've still got it. I'm competing with the best of the best, even at my advanced age. Mahoney, your barometer is a little bit different than that. So yesterday, Dave, I go to get my hair cut, and it starts off a little weird. So this is the third time I've been to this barber. Mm -hmm. And... He does, does a real good job. Nice young guy. I think he's like 25. And, you know, talk to him a little bit about just whatever. But uh, yesterday, uh, I go in, and as soon as I sit down, he goes, man, you look like you're having a, a rough or a bad day. Who says that, man? And Gra- you can't know. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, granted, we did. I was a little tired, but not like I was not having a bad day. Yesterday was a, things were good. And th- that's what he leads with. And I'm like. If you, because this has happened to me before as well, not specifically at the barber, but you, you sit down somewhere or you walk into a room and somebody goes, Woof, you look tired. You're like, the hell, man? Like, don't. That, that just, that's saying you look terrible without saying you look terrible. Yes. And granted, I did not have my hair done because I, you know, I washed it in the morning and, you know, I don't like to put product in it mm. before you go get your hair cut just because whatever. It's kind of a waste of time. I don't want to have somebody wash my hair before I go. So he leads with that, uh, you know, does a fine job. I think I may be done with him, though. Because of that? Because of that. Yeah. Like, I think I'm just like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go explore options now. You didn't tell him that, did you? Not yet. And, you know, I was very like, you know, normally I'm a pretty chatty guy, but I was just like, I'm like, I was feeling all right. And then now I'm just that like, I am down. Yeah. I'm not in a, I am not a in a talkative mood right now. Gave him a good tip. Yeah. Left. And we'll see you know, what happens. There. My day was kind of crappy. Like I like I'm, I'm I'm driving about 25 minutes home, and I'm like, well, wife's coming in, so I got to go to Costco, pick up some stuff for her to have some food in the house. Uh, that's not you know chili cheese dogs. Uh, you know, besides that, for something for her to eat. But uh, you know, so I'm like, as I'm driving over to Costco, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, man, just like that's just that comment is sitting in my head, sticking in your car, just just yeah. living there rent free. And I'm like, it's starting to make me have 
a bad day. Walk into Costco mm-hmm. and uh, show my little card and uh, go in there. And walking down, uh, I forget which aisle it was. It was the aisle that has batteries. Okay. And there's a uh, an older woman, maybe 25, 30 years my senior. Okay. Coming down the, you know, going the opposite direction. Yeah. And as we pass, she goes, I love your shirt. You look great. Well, what a nice reversal How of sweet. fortune. How and, about that? And so I'm like, oh, well, you know, or maybe, I, you know, I was like, okay, yeah. all right. But then I thought, started thinking to myself. She was going down the battery aisle, huh? <laughs> she was. Okay. And hey, man, dude, if you're not buying your batteries at Costco, okay, that is the place. You don't need to turn this the into Kirk, a The Kirkland brand sure. yeah, AA yeah, batteries. Okay, fine, yeah, cool. $17, okay, 48 it. batteries, got baby. It. Got it. 48 double A's. What a deal. A lot of double A batteries. <laughs> so, but I, you know, I finished doing my shopping and then go and get in line, getting ready to check out. But I was still just like, I wonder if maybe she said that because maybe I do look down today. Maybe you look I, like you were, yeah. Maybe, maybe you're I wearing do look like I'm in your a emotions bad mood. on your face. And then there's a, you know, it's, it's kind of busy there because the kids are out of school and another older woman, maybe 20 ish years older than me, looks over and she goes, Wow, you look great. I love that shirt. Wow. Wow! 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 She looked, She turned to you and went, "Wow!" I and I, and said, "Wow! I love that shirt." Like Owen Wilson. Wow! Really? <laughs> and at that point, Dave turned my whole day around. Well, now you're you're up two to one. So if you you, you cancel out the first one because mm-hmm. of the negative comment, yeah. you're you're batting a thousand. I'm up one. Yeah. So uh, you know, I immediately text my wife. I'm like, just so you know. Your husband. You better hurry up and get to town, girl. He still got uh, it because uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm a hot young stud at Costco today, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I will take that $1.25 hot dog, please. I have well, a feeling there's like secret codes uh, or phrases that people use at Costco that this might be related to. Like Mahoney thinks it, that they genuinely like his shirt, but it, it was didn't have pineapples on it, so <laughs> I, was, I wasn't even put off the swinger vibe. That's yesterday. what I was gonna say. You wear a lot of pineapple shirts, and if you know what an upside down pineapple means, well, mm-hmm. game on. Mahoney will be your upside down pineapple. <laughs> Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. It goes your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen all at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs> 